0: Danger. The
1: emergency disrupt system is now activated. The ship will detonate in, T- we'll detonate in T-minus 10 seconds,
0: 9, 8,
1: 7, 6, six 5, 4, 3,
0: 2, 1.
1: I just pulled up the cast list for Running Man. Yeah. And this picture that Google is using for Jesse Ventura mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. <laughs> Have you seen it? Uh, No, I haven't seen the one. He's got like seriously balding but stringy blonde hair. He looks like a character out of like a fantasy. You mean like, like an elf or something? Or a wizard? I don't know, something. Uh, whoa. Oh, yeah.
0: That's what he looks like now. <laughs> yeah. he is a crazy old geezer the hell
1: with the speed limit
0: yeah oh yeah he
1: does he looks like a super fucked up
0: old evil elf or something
1: yeah like he should be definitely cast in the next big fantasy epic
0: it's a spell to lower your taxes (laughs) this is a good look for him i like it
1: (laughs) this is the escape pod
0: i'm one of the hosts nathan hendler i'm the other host ryan engelson you want to edit that forward <laughs> this is what happens when you record pod at five thirty in the morning uh well seems like uh systems have been breaking down all over the ship yeah and now we're forced out of
1: out of our cryo chambers as uh first thing in the morning i was tempted to discuss the temporal anomaly we just experienced but being that we don't want to affect this timeline i think Maybe we should just get started.
0: Yeah, anything could happen if you open up that can of worms. Yeah. We could end up doing this one episode forever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's definitely not been going on. No,
0: no. Well, you know, yeah, Nathan, good morning. And you know what I like to do first thing in the early morning? Yeah, you like to have your Coca-Cola AM? I like to have my Coca-Cola AM and talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Right. Let's do it. Goes perfect with my eggs. Let's get into it. This is 1987's The Running Man, directed by Michael Glazer.
1: Right. Also I've famously
0: know. Starsky. That's right. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard that before. Uh-huh. I don't know where you would ever heard that before, but he did a few things. We had a few movies. Also, strangely, um, based on a Stephen King novel.
1: Not, not Starsky and Hutch. Well, I, I'm, Star- surprised, <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised either.
0: Oh, man. Starsky and Hutch doesn't take place in Los Angeles. It takes place in a little town in Maine uh-huh. with a strange... Supernatural elements going mm-hmm. on. hmm I
1: guess I could see him... Dabbling in a... Uh, so he doesn't really often do a lot of sci-fi, does he? Yeah. I don't know. I've never read any Stephen King. I mean, I appreciate him as a storyteller, I guess. Seems like he's had some good ideas.
0: You can say he's prolific. I did read one thing of his once that was, uh, well, it wasn't a graphic novel, but it had a lot of cool illustrations in it about a werewolf. It was great. They made a cool little movie about that, too, I recommend.
1: He didn't do the art, did he? No, I don't think so.
0: I feel like his art would just be like hamburgers and penises or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should read more Stephen King. Mm. <laughs> sounds, sounds like your kind of thing, huh? Yeah. Okay, well, The Running Man, and you, uh, you've seen this before. Yeah, many times. Many, many times? Yep. I've seen it a bunch, but it had been a very long time, so I was excited.
1: Yeah, so it opens with a helicopter, like every good 80s movie. Yep, gotta get that chopper shot in. I have bad music written down. The uh,
0: Running Man theme, I revisited it, and, um, you know, not great, but very, very 87. Looks like Arnold is is a police officer of some kind, and they're flying in uh, on a food riot. This is familiar. I feel like we were just talking about food riots.
1: Yeah, you could could just imagine the dump trucks down there scooping people up. Exactly what I was thinking.
0: Instead they got a chopper. But um, this food riot is in progress, and uh, Arnold and his team are ordered to exterminate. Proceed with Plan Alpha. Eliminate anything moving. I said the crowd is unarmed. Arnold says, uh, to hell with you. And then uh, his crewmates beat him up and go ahead and do the extermination anyway.
1: Yeah, this is where we get the really weird decision by the... So he's <laughs> flying the helicopter and he's he's punched out the co-pilot next to him. <laughs> yeah. The ground instructions are to like take out Arnold. Yeah, who's flying the helicopter? Then the three cops—they all together jump over and grab him from the, yeah. you know, from behind and like pull him out of his seat. Yeah, they
0: lunge at him. Somehow the the chopper stays in the air, and they don't somehow throw him out. Ah! Ah! Yeah, Richards, you're gonna fry for this. And I'll see you in hell. So we cut to a like prison work camp mm-hmm. where uh, big old bulgy Arnold is wearing a beard and uh, like carrying an I-beam
1: yeah. all by himself. Like it's a toothpick in his mouth. Yeah. That's like how <laughs> casually he's doing it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Very casual with that I-beam. Yeah. Just kind of strolling along. There's a bunch of dystopian stormtroopers around, and they are black gas masks and stuff. I guess the air is really bad. It's like a smelting plant or something. Concrete
1: facility. Mm.
0: Another one of those, yeah. There's a lot, as we know mm-hmm. from the past, there's a lot of those in the future. And we also get a look at, there's some kind of electronic perimeter. Kind of uncertain exactly what that is. But we're about to find out.
1: Yeah. Basically, we start seeing some knowing looks between people. It's clear that there's going to be a, a jailbreak, and that's what happens. We get a, a classic distraction fight, right? Yeah, to Arnold ends.
0: Go ahead. Uh, is it Bill? William? I don't know, but it's it's at Kodo, right. who's a famous actor of the era. He and Arnold start to have an argument. Some fisticuffs are hurled. And there, there's a third component to this team of, of rebels, and
1: that's the computer nerd guy, right? I was trying to remember what his name is, Weiss? Yeah, his name is Weiss. Which I remember because there's a famous brand of computer terminals called Weiss Terminals.
0: Oh, yeah. do You think that's a, a reference? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be, though. Clearly. There's no way it's not, of course.
1: So he's what he's getting, he's watching this
0: uh, security guy, like, punching the code, Right. Yeah, like big giant letters. Mm-hmm. Can't miss it. Yeah,
1: I mean, well, this was what did you say, twenty ni- seventeen? Yeah, this t- takes place in twenty seventeen. So they kind of hadn't figured out the whole like using asterisks oh, to right. type in your password uh-huh. thing yet. Uh huh. And clearly, he had the like assistive technology flag set on his OS, so that a font was super big. So it was just really lucky that this. Yeah, maybe he was
0: hard of hard of vision too. Yeah,
1: it's a really good situation for Weiss to. Just get that passcode right away. Got that
0: passcode, and he's, he's typing away during the distraction, and, and one of their buddies decides uh, he's making a break for it.
1: This part is important because this is where we realize that all these prisoners have collars on around their neck. Right. They let us observe what happens when you cross that perimeter with your collar on. Big boom. Yeah, his head comes off.
0: Blows that, pops that melon right off. And uh, they do get it down. And they get the hell out of there. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Now, I want to put up a big board here, if you can imagine. I want to start keeping score of the uh, the quips. This is the OG quippiest Arnold Schwarzenegger movie of all time. Yeah. I think they were, maybe they were just figuring out the art form. Maybe it was new to them. I don't know. But wow,
1: it is jam-packed. I have to imagine that he had been doing quips before this and that, They just doubled down on it. Yeah, they really did. (laughs) You got your money's worth if that's what you went to. You you sure did. I think we we get what I'm going to call quip number
0: one right in this scene. I'm not going to you know we'll define the uh, the drop and put it in because I
1: didn't write that one down. I don't think I wrote them all down, but is it you know? I guess he lost his head probably, (laughs) or that's a good guess. They're not they're not the most creative. Also, like if he actually said that. Like what a dick.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Like,
1: it's like one of your...
0: Oh dude, too soon.
1: What of your comrade's head just exploded off of his fucking body and and you're like <laughs>
0: so much for solidarity.
1: Check out this cool joke I just thought of. <laughs>
0: hey guys, hey guys. <laughs> what if <have> I said? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. oh boy. Well, the thing is in this movie they're they're really bad. Top tier bad. I'd say everyone feels like the first idea that popped into the writer's head. Yeah, I think I think so. It's a lot of low hanging fruit. Yeah. To be sure.
0: So they uh, we find our, our trio now. It's Arnold, Yafet Kodo, and Weiss, in a play by Marvin McIntyre. And they are down in like the city. This is again a, a dystopian future, not dissimilar to last week's episode. So you know, I, mean I thought green. you were going
1: to say not dissimilar to our world. It's
0: also not dissimilar to our world. Cadre kids, don't forget October is bonus recruitment month. Earn a double bonus for reporting a family member. ICS, your entertainment and information network, reminds you: of seeing is believing. Yeah, but they're in the uh, the less privileged part of town. Let's say getting their neck bombs disarmed.
1: We get Mick Fleetwood.
0: There he is, Mick Fleetwood, in some kind of bad old man makeup.
1: It's revealed that he's maybe the leader of some resistance, and Yafit and Weiss are part of this resistance. Arnold is not. He's a cop. He's the butcher of Bakersfield. Come on, Mick. He was thrown... Into this prison because he didn't follow orders, but the story was spun that he actually caused the massacre. Yeah. We see later that there's been some editing of the the original video and that when they they told him not to engage and he said, well, I'm going to kill him anyway. He's a patsy. So the general public knows him as the butcher of Bakersfield.
0: He manages to uh, find a cigar almost right away. Yeah. He loves his cigars. where did he pull that from? Prison cigar. He
1: had that hidden somewhere. Yum. But he's so disliked, like, Mick Fleetwood even says something along the lines of, like, why should I even take this off your neck, you know? You're one of the cops who locked up all my friends. burned my songs. People like you took this country. Turn it into a jail. Yeah, seriously. Give me a break and shut up. Nothing worth losing your head over, though, huh? But Yaffet and, and Weiss are, you know, they say, well, he helped, so get it off. And So they get it off, and they put it in a little garbage can, and it explodes, and... Off he goes. We also get the line around here. Somebody says the truth isn't too popular these days. We can jam the network once we find the uplink to the satellite, Then we'll broadcast the truth. The truth hasn't been very popular lately. And that's really setting up one of the underlying themes of this: is that everything can be edited and and shown to be what whatever you know the person in charge wants. Yeah, that's definitely a theme of this. The whole
0: premise of the uh, people. Just believing what the media tells them is kind of the thing. Uh, That's weird. I don't know. I wouldn't know anything about that. That sounds like science fiction.
1: And so then right after that, we switch to another location, and they show us this sort of big, I call it like an Albuquerque-style pyramid building. Oh, yeah. Things Mm -hmm. like this were built often in like the 70s. So it sort of looks futuristic, but it looks really old and hokey to me. Very temple-like. Yeah, and um, and now we're introduced to Richard Dawson's character. Yeah. this is the ICS building, I think. What's ICS? The Media Corporation. Oh, the, the chant, the, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, so we, we see that this is like a television station or, yeah.
0: Like you say, we meet Richard Dawson's character who's, uh, what's his name, Gillian? Killian? Killian. Killian, yeah. Richard Dawson, uh, famously of Family Feud fame. Yeah. There's some alliteration for you. On your march! let's start The Family Feud! And now, here is the star of The Family Feud,
1: Mr. Richard Dawson! Do
0: you remember Richard Dawson from, from Hogan's Heroes? I don't. He's the, uh, the British officer? Yeah.
1: Looking at an old picture of Richard Dawson, I totally see it, but I never, I never realized
0: that. <laughs> That's who he was to me first. As a kid, watching, you know, sick at home, watching daytime television.
1: I can't believe I never knew that.
0: I didn't watch Family Feud as a kid. It made me too uncomfortable. For yeah, why? These, I don't he know was why.
1: Because he was always touching women. and I think
0: so. I think that had something to do with it. I thought it was super creepy.
1: Yeah. The other thing I really didn't like about it was that I've always felt like there was one person on the team that people would be like, come on, anybody can get this. Like, there's always the one person who was not liked by the rest of the family or something like the dim one in the family yeah i just yeah. felt like somebody would always sort of get shit on by the rest of the family yeah. and
0: ain't that the way it goes who's that in your family is that you
1: uh yeah probably mm-hmm. on a game show for sure that <laughs> i can't remember anything
0: <laughs> so uh dawson plays basically his same role as the host of the family feud but times a thousand yeah He's smarmy
1: and crass and a narcissist. Dawson does a great job with this character. It's incredible. I'm thinking about it as I'm saying it, like if he was on Hogan's Heroes, I mean, he's acted like a TV show at so many hours of acting. I assumed he was just Richard Dawson, the game show host. Right. When he's doing the game show bits, he could pull that off. It's just sort of like amplify it. But he does such a really good job when he's doing like the one-on-one stuff where he's not on stage. Yeah, he's a real dick. Brenda, if that asshole is mopping the floor tomorrow, you'll be mopping it for the rest of the week. Let's go.
0: And it's great. Boy, my notes make so much less sense now than they ever have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why do I have Bowflex written down? Do we already?
1: So now we're going to meet Amber. So we're in a new location. It's an apartment. There's a Boflex in it. Oh, and yeah. And this woman comes in, played by Maria Conchita Alonso. Mm-hmm.
0: Venezuelan actress and singer
1: and she comes in like she owns the place and she does some like alexa stuff turns on some tvs turns on a workout we got
0: <laughs> know, what's his name jesse ventura as captain freedom yeah doing a, a workout video hamming it up are you ready for pain are you ready for suffering if the answer is yes then you're ready for captain freedom's workout Yes, it's America's own Captain Freedom. He's really putting on a great show.
1: Yeah, he's hysterical in this. (laughs) He's cheesing it up big time, and it really worked. So she comes in, she finds Arnold. He's already there. No. No? No, she's doing this workout. She's doing this workout, and it's interrupted by a public service announcement.
0: Captain Freedom's workout to bring you this urgent news bulletin.
1: The city police are engaged in a door-to-door search. Oh, yeah. The butcher of Bakersfield is on the loose. Do not approach him. Contact your local block ward. She looks up, and he's standing there looking down at her.
0: Don't make a sound, you understand? Now, back to Who are Captain you? Freedom. Friend of my brother's?
1: Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I guess maybe he did get there before her. Sorry, I could have been wrong with that. But that's how she sees him, and then she starts to scream or something. and he.
0: I mean, this is awkward because... You know, he thinks it's his brother's apartment.
1: Right. He's like, "What are you doing here?" She's like, "What are you doing here?" She's like screaming her head off, and he like grabs her, and this movie is full of (laughs) full of him just like grabbing her neck and putting his hand over her mouth. Yeah. Now he's got her tied up in like a real overly sexual S and M pose.
0: This is all a lie. I was framed. I'm completely innocent. Yeah. Sure. Now be quiet and stay still. I'm out of here in five minutes.
1: And he's interrogating her. He learns that his brother's not there. So he's got to get the hell out of town. And he decides to take her with him.
0: For some strange reason. He doesn't make any
1: sense. Like He should just tie her up and leave her there.
0: You're right. But I, I did realize that this is in the way of providing some cover for himself. Because everyone's looking for the Butcher of Bakersfield. And no one's looking for a couple. So it's a it's a little dazzle camouflage, you know. Yeah, he changes his profile, or- and he uh, gets her travel pass. He does some punchy punches on the uh, television slash computer mm-hmm. screen yeah. travel. He gets he basically goes to like uh, cheap tickets or orbits or something.
1: Right, he goes to the press one button over and over mm-hmm. until you get what you want. Website punching
0: and punching on that keyboard.
1: A technology that I would love to have. Yeah,
0: that would really work for me well.
1: Yeah. Just <laughs> the more, the faster mm-hmm. and more angry you are, the more likely it is to do what you want. Yeah. So he booked some tickets to uh, Hawaii, I think. They're going to the, the
0: airport, and, you know, she's kind of like, what if I scream? And this is when he threatens that he can. Now remember, I can break your neck like a chicken's.
1: Yeah. His giant hand around her neck the oh. whole time.
0: Yeah. And it really, you really get the. It's the size differential between these two people. people—like He seems like he could fit his entire hand all the way around her neck for the most part. But instead, she just like knees him in the nuts.
1: She chooses her moment and-
0: Yeah, makes a break for it. Down he goes. Arnold's got a bolt and he's out like booking down the tarmac and uh, we get a a net gun. Oh, right. Love seeing the net gun. You never see that. No. They get up beside him in a
1: truck and fire a net at him. You think that's something you can really get? Either. Do I they bet have to design it. that for this movie? You should design one for your kid. <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> would use it on me.
0: It's yeah, not That's a probably idea. true. <laughs> I always... You know, in cartoons and television, it's particularly funny. Like, when someone gets netted, I'm always very confused about how tangled they seem to get right away. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh, that's it. They right. got a net on me. Yeah. to so, like, lift up the edge of the net and, like... Right. Is it really that much...
1: More confusing than, like, if I threw a sheet over you, you certainly wouldn't,
0: I you wouldn't mean, be if you threw that
1: distraught. She- yeah, I would just fall asleep.
0: Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can.
1: Spins a web, any size, catches seeds, just like Guy's Look out, here comes the Spider-Man.
0: So, Arnold, he captured. Yeah. We uh we cut to back to the television studio, where they're in Dawson's office talking about how they need new contestants and fresh blood. I noticed there's a lot of movie posters or show posters in the office. One of them is the hate boat. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) there's a bunch of stuff like that. This is how bad it's gotten in the future. They're kind of offering him some suggestions and they're also pretty funny suggestions.
1: So I think by this point we've seen an ad, a commercial for running man.
0: Oh yeah. We have to describe the, the program.
1: Yeah, so they get these prisoners or people that have had committed some sort of crime and they're on this game show and there's people called chasers? Uh, Stalkers. Stalkers. And these people try to catch the runners.
0: Yeah, they shoot them down into this maze, which is, I don't know, 10 city blocks or something from some big earthquake that is an uninhabited part of the town.
1: And so if you don't die, right, then you get your freedom. And that's The Running Man. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: As they're talking to Richard Dawson about some pretty crappy contestant ideas.
1: Next how's this one? Case
0: 114. A one fourteen school teacher killed his wife and his mother-in-law at a faculty dinner party with a steak knife. He's viewing the foot the news and he sees the footage of Arnold's escape.
1: Look at that mother move, huh? Is he beautiful? Who is he? Are you kidding? That's Ben Richards.
0: From the work prison. Yeah. And he is he gets a big boner about it.
1: The comp from the massacre. Sensational. Perfect contestant. I want him.
0: So they do. They they get Arnold. They take him in and they, uh, I don't know, they de-louse him and shit like that. And a big wall opens up and it's a glass partition between uh, Richard Dawson and Arnold. And Richard Dawson's like, you know who I am? And Arnold's like, yeah, you're that asshole on TV. <laughs> and yeah. Dawson gives as good as he can get. He says, I was going to say the same thing about you. Mm-hmm. So Arnold's like, fuck you. <laughs> You're a brilliant conversations, man. A trifle limited,
1: but brilliant.
0: Not playing your game. But Richard Dawson has an ace in the hole, or two up his sleeve anyway. it's a, He's already captured Yafet and Weiss. So he's basically mm-hmm. like, you run for me and I'll let these guys go. Turns
1: out Arnold does have a conscience and he's like, all right, we'll do it. I really blame the, the nerdy guy in this situation. Arnold couldn't possibly be that worried about Yafit. Yafit could could take care of Jaffa himself. Yafit can
0: definitely handle himself.
1: The idea of Weiss, you know, running from big wrestling behemoths. Just that 90-pound
0: weakling he... out there,
1: just like... Yeah, like he'll never make yeah. it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. So they uh, knock Arnold out with some gas. They stick him with a barium tracer so they can follow his movements, I guess. Which this never comes up again, but it only serves to give us a, you know, a very painful... Between the fingers, long needle injection.
1: Ooh. Why there? Ugh. Oh. This is just some little horror. A
0: little body horror moment.
1: And we get to like just look at his body like he's half naked.
0: And... Yeah. More gratuitous Arnold meat shots. Uh, somewhere in there, we we the camera pans across this advertisement for Cadre Cola. Cadre Cola. It hits the spot.
1: It hits the spot. That's going to come up later. Huh. Weird. Arnold's um, going to be real thirsty, and he's going to find just the beverage he wants. Exactly. But the Cadre part, that's part of this world. Cadre is like the company. Right, that's the mega corporation that
0: kind of runs the whole shebang.
1: Yeah, in the vein of Alien, the company.
0: Yeah, really not making any bones with that, with that name there. So the show's about to start, and uh, to warm up the audience, we're in the, we're, we're in the studio now with a live studio audience for The Running Man.
1: Got some pre-show dancing, choreographed dancing going yeah, on. Yeah, warming up the audience. So yeah, the, the pre-show dancers are, are doing their little dance thing, but we also see a couple other scenes of audience that establishes that this is uh, this is being watched, not just in, in the studio and on TV, but there's like... Two different bars oh, yeah. full of people. There's like a low-class bar and like a high-class bar of people standing around watching the show. Right, and there's a big
0: screen that faces the uh, the slums also, where there's outdoor betting going on.
1: But then when the dancing piece ends, the people in the bar go crazy with applause. Oh yeah, people eat this shit up. <laughs> like they, they loved the dancing.
0: <laughs> they wait all week for this. This is their big reward for being good, compliant citizens. Um I don't know why I have Buzzsaw written down already. We don't really meet him yet, do we? Mm. Doesn't matter. Arnold and a couple of goons and his court appointed theatrical agent are walking walking him down the hallway to get in the studio. Turns out our friend Maria is there because I guess she works there. Right. She's yeah, she does some of the music. She's got a super cool outfit on. She's with a friend, and Arnold really gives her the the dirty look, the hairy eyeball when when they walk by, and this really titillates her friend. She uh, yeah, she looks him up and down, and what does she say? Um, Lucky he didn't kill you too, or rape you and kill you, or kill you than rape you. Whoa,
1: that's amazing! Oh my god, she's so jealous that <laughs> she's like she's definitely going home tonight and imagining that Arnold is gonna kill and rape her. Yeah.
0: Yeah, in that order.
1: Terrifying. Do you recognize her from anything? Um She was familiar, but I know. She was in Star Trek. <coughs> oh. Ding 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 ding. She was uh Hannah Bates. Do you remember Hannah Bates? The engineer on that like perfect
0: person planet. When a massive threat targets a genetically perfect world. Only one option remains, a multi-phase tractor
1: beam. Turns out she was in a bunch of other things, too. Um, but the, I, like she was in DS9 for two different things. Oh, really? I don't know that show well enough, but she was Arissa. I don't know who that is, but that's
0: great. I think you may have won the game. Yeah,
1: this, for this one. For this one.
0: However, I will say that uh, Yafet Kodo was in the running to play Captain Picard.
1: Yeah? Yeah. What do you know about that?
0: That's all I know. He was on the short list. Yeah, and also Lando Calrissian.
1: He seems like he could do whatever he wants. He's pretty... Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree.
1: He's pretty fun to watch.
0: So we are getting to the show. It's showtime. It's showtime! Showtime! And Richard Dawson is out, and he is whipping the crowd into a frenzy. As this is going on, they're bringing in Arnold, and he's got to sign the contract. Mm-hmm. and he's like having trouble with it and the lawyer guy's like here use my back and Arnold signs it just jams the pen right in there like yeah. pretty deep
1: <laughs> what the hell did this guy do to oh, you? oh it's
0: just great I think it's a very 80's humor like fuck lawyers Like the lawyers are yeah. always portrayed as the most smarmy and you know most right. of them are so uh, it was just like something everyone would really have appreciated
1: and then this is what quip number two don't forget
0: to send me a copy.
1: Is that what he says? Who knows? I'm just sure there has to be one. Like, yeah,
0: that's that's the one I have written down. There might be a couple others snuck in there.
1: Keep the pen.
0: <laughs> Dawson's out there and he's doing his he's basically doing his family feud thing. He's kissing olds
1: and mm-hmm. touching
0: people. And then he the lights go down and he bring, and he tells the story, uh, retells the story of the butcher of
1: Bakersfield. They show us what we saw at the beginning, except it's been edited and Return to base. Those are innocent people down there. Seat fire. Seat fire. A deep fake has been made so that we see that Arnold decided to kill everybody that was unarmed. Yeah, to all appearances. Well, we all know the aftermath. Grieving parents, orphaned
0: children, and a nation shot to its very core. Here he is, ready to pay the price for our home audience. In person, the Butcher of Bakersfield! And uh, Dawson's talking about the potential prizes. Exciting things you could win like a trial by jury. Yeah. So apparently that's not a thing anymore. No. Habeas corpus has been suspended. You know, Up Harden is on there, and they do some footage where they show two guys who formerly had beat the game, and it has footage of them in a tropical island somewhere with some beautiful women kind of thing.
1: Yep, lounging.
0: They bring Arnold out resplendent in his yellow and blue,
1: his skin tight banana suit.
0: Yeah, Adidas branded banana suit.
1: Looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he looks great. He looks so good that the dancers can't stop touching him. Yeah, they're all over here's them. This, they're doing like high kicks. Here's this person that's just been introduced as a you know, mass murderer, mass murderer <laughs> and they're like <laughs> caressing him sexually.
0: <laughs> well, I I could see uh violence being even sexier than it is in our world in this world.
1: Well, clearly. I mean, Hannah Bates was yeah. so turned on by the idea. Yeah, the
0: very the very thought of of that.
1: Turns out that um Jaffet and and
0: Weiss they didn't let him go. they're going into the game zone also
1: betrayed Arnold is is tucked into a sled uh what would you call this thing? It looks like a like a roll cage, yeah, yeah, it's like a roll cage on skids, so he's in it, and Dawson's talking to him, and then all of a sudden, in two tubes appear right, uh we get Yafet and Weiss, and so now Arnold's like he's pissed. Yeah, you bastard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And meanwhile, Maria... So Arnold had told Maria from the get-go that it was all a lie and that he didn't kill anybody. Maria's starting to smell a rat. So she's in the hallway of the television studio. She sees on the news a report about the incident where Arnold was caught. And so she was there. And in this news report, they talk about how Arnold had killed people. And... Maria knows that that didn't happen because she was mm-hmm. there and she saw it. So she decides to snoop around, right? She works at this TV studio, so she's she goes into some room with film archives and uh, is flipping through, I guess they're called memory cards. Oh, yeah,
0: right. They have That's pretty futuristic.
1: And she finds the folder containing the Butcher Bakersfield.
0: Yeah, she finds, like, the original file or something.
1: Yeah, so there's two. There's one that just, I don't know, says... <laughs> edited and there's one that says like original or raw files and so she grabs it and looks like she's tucking it into her shirt or something but just as that happens she's caught yeah we get a hand on the shoulder and then anyway so that's the end of that scene and now we're back to the game show and without further ado it's time to start running
0: everyone goes crazy and arnold says i'll be back i'll be back and I was very confused by that.
1: was the Terminator the first one uh was yeah, I think so, right? I assume he says it never I think you are right every I think it's movie. contractual, yeah,
0: oh, and Dawson says only in a rerun oh. right and, sends him off on this crazy roller coaster ride, uh which they take a lot of time showing to us every time they do it, yeah, uh, but it's kind of cool, and they they shoot out the end of this tunnel into the game zone, and, uh, breaking thrusters fire on the. On the on the contraption, they're into the game.
1: So the audience has to pick. Somebody in the audience gets to pick which stalker is going to stalk them. Yep. And so I don't know. He's he's talking to some of the audience, and I think I think it's it seems like it's always an old woman. Who knows if it was this time? But I think it was. Uh, she picks Professor Sub Zero.
0: that's right. Sub Zero, played by Professor Toro Tanaka.
1: Each time, once introduced, they get their own little introductory sequence mm-hmm. and his involves extra bloody sushi because he's japanese oh, i guess yeah. and guess that's what that's about <laughs> yeah he's got a a hockey stick like a goalie's hockey stick yeah, he's like it's, a I guess, ice hockey warrior yeah it's got like a knife edge to it mm-hmm. so he's like hacking up this bloody sushi mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so our runners are down in the game grid and they're just getting harassed by a motorcycle gang basically
1: Right, I was confused by this, but I did figure it out later. Yeah, I guess
0: they're just meant to push you along.
1: Yeah, like I was like, what "Are these just people that live in this area, and then they're just harass? They're just harassing you?" But yeah, and I think they're intended to direct you from one area to another. Mm-hmm. It's this huge area, and then there's like certain sort of arenas that that they want the contestants to end up.
0: Yeah, in. Yeah, pretty quickly they end up in like a on like a hockey pitch. What would you call that? Yeah, what do you call a hockey yeah a, pit, yeah. a hockey pitch? Okay,
1: a hockey field, ice hockey.
0: A hockey court. A hockey court. Okay. I think it's called a rink. Oh, there you go. So they're on the rink all of a sudden. Sub Zero's uh, upon them. Goes right for Weiss, the computer nerd guy, who's just kind of holding on to the hockey stick, and he's skating <laughs> yeah. him down the down the rink.
1: Weiss is going to be a liability. Yeah, and
0: he's immediately like captured in some kind of goalie cage. Yeah, kind of clamshells on him.
1: I feel like this character. They really, they really didn't try very hard. Like they're like, who are we gonna have for our stalkers? And they had some ideas, but this one, <laughs> I don't know. They're gonna do fire later, so maybe they were thinking we'll we'll, we'll do fire and ice or yeah, something. Yeah, get some basic elements in there. And they're like, well, what's what's ice gonna be? And they're like hockey player, and they're like, well, what, you know, well, hockey stick, yeah, <laughs> it could be sharp. Okay, cool. And they're like, well, what else? But we know about hockey. Well, hockey. They're like hockey pucks. They could explode, and then they're like, well, "What about a net?" And they're like, "What if it, like, what if it snapped shut?" And like that's perfect.
0: It, yeah. Like again, all the all first how, ideas how terrifying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine actually working on this show? Not not the movie, but on Running Man, and have be like, "Oh, I get to work with Sub 0 <laughs> Sub Zero is like spitballing. Like, I had this idea that like maybe you could build like it's like a hockey net, but it's <laughs> it springs closed. Can somebody build something like that for me? Like, dude, you're supposed to kill these people. Yeah, I don't know. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be good for TV. It just seems like I would not want to be on Sub Zero's team. It doesn't doesn't look like they've got a lot of good ideas. I, I
0: agree. I think it's the it's the it's the low most low budget of the of the stalkers. And it's also the first one we see, so it's supposed to go up from here, I guess, in in threat level. It does. While while this battle is going on, we we cut quickly to the studio audience and. Audience members are like getting prizes as this is happening, which I thought was really fun. They're just filling up their arms with these different gifts. <laughs> yeah. Blenders Toasters and, and blenders. It's really yeah. great. Somehow Arnold, uh, Arnold gets a hold of some razor wire. I don't know how he does this exactly without slicing up his hands, but he does. Yeah. He gets it around uh, Sub-Zero's neck and gives a big tug. Yeah. He's done. He is done. And the audience is shocked.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is just horrible. Words can't express what we're all feeling at this very moment. A great champion is fallen. We'll be back right after these important messages. Yeah, evidently these stalkers, they don't die very often. No. Or ever.
0: And no one quite knows how to react. And I got quip number three here. Yeah. Put it on the big board. Sub-Zero? Here's Sub Zero! Now, Plane Zero! Uh huh. What the hell
1: is that supposed to mean? That doesn't mean anything. Plane Zero.
0: <laughs> anyway, Dawson, he's a little shocked himself, and he's like, well, let's go to commercial break.
1: I couldn't even have said, like, Iced creamed you.
0: I think you should give these guys a call. I think they're redoing this movie. You might want to get in on that writer's room, buddy. Yeah.
1: That, I mean, I can hang at that level <laughs> <laughs> all day. Clearly.
0: Uh, don't forget, they usually get two in in this movie. Right. So
1: so that's the formula. Yeah. I want to talk about the formula, though, because they definitely have this like pacing where they're like, you get one quip right after you kill him. Mm-hmm. And then as you transition... They're walking away from this the scene they were just in, heading to the new one, and he gets a second quip.
0: Oh, we care of yeah, it was a real pain in the neck.
1: Yep, and it's so unnecessary. They didn't have they didn't even have the material to do one quip for every death. That was good, yeah. They decided to do twice as many. Yeah, they're just trying to load
0: it, you know, front load it, so you don't have time to think about how bad the the first one was. which cuts directly to him in his office on the phone, clearly getting, uh, getting chewed out by, I guess, someone at the Justice Department. I know a stalker died. Well, it had to happen sooner or later. We only hear his side of the conversation. One thing he says is, uh, well, it is a contact sport, which I thought was great about the guy being killed. And also, like, what's not Gilligan's Island. You can clearly tell the person is younger than him, doesn't know what that is. And he's like, yeah, the one with the boat.
1: Da, 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 da. Yeah, Gilligan's
0: Island. Right. I thought that was kind of a fun reference.
1: And they do that a couple times in this movie where they the older people in the movie all know things that we know. Right, exactly. There's a Gilligan's Island reference and there's a Star Trek reference uh-huh, later on. And the young people don't know what they're talking about. So it sort of like allows us to have this sort of kind of link to this time in the future through the old people that are there. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That's kind of an interesting way to like. The connection, so that you realize it's not that far in the future.
0: Exactly, you can but you it, can place it is it. in the future. Mm-hmm. It's within grasp. They're calling in. They get another contestant to call in the the second stalker and this person is they just can't decide they just can't decide so they say why decide
1: then don't decide Leon hard decisions call for hard solutions
0: and here are two hard asses ready to step in and take charge so he calls in
1: saw and
0: And Buzzsaw is another like crazy muscular dude whose main thing is like a really crazy chainsaw, yeah, and a motorcycle,
1: through steel,
0: yeah, mm hmm. And Dynamo is like a kind of pudgy guy who has a lightning rig that shoots lightning out of his hands and stuff, and he also sings opera,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: which. He really does, or did. Yes. thought that guy was super interesting. I, I had to look him up, because I'd seen him in some things. That's just a weird character actor, but his name is Erland von Leith. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was an opera singer <laughs> in New York City, as well as an actor, and a wrestler, and a computer, early computer programmer.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: He started some computer company, and I didn't find out what it was called. Hmm. But uh, All right. super interesting, I thought.
1: He was in Stir Crazy. I don't remember him from that, but that's sort of listed as one of the things that supposedly he was famous for. I would say he's most more famous for, for this. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> for sure.
1: He doesn't let himself look too flat. No, his characters, in parts of is this, not either. cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> not,
0: not at all. So we get introduced to those characters. And at the same time, Richard Dawson's like, and. We have a mystery contestant, mm-hmm. and it's Maria. She's also looking very fetching in her yellow and blue jumpsuit. Yeah. And they say that uh, she was Schwarzenegger's character's lover.
1: Yeah, she's the girlfriend that got caught with him. Yeah. Yeah. So they're making yeah. a bunch
0: of shit. And they also say that she was like a cheater in college,
1: which right. is a big charge apparently yeah that's the worst you die for that
0: she cheated on college exams had sexual relationships with two sometimes three different men in a year my goodness what a naughty girl yeah so she's in the grid the grid they gotta get her on the grid that's a tron reference she's on the game zone
1: yeah so they shoot her down in there and arnold her uh pretty much start out yelling at each other right she's not happy to see him he's not really happy to see her
0: yeah they're having a fight right away the hell are you doing here well you don't have to be the crap out of me I
1: think i'm glad to be here
0: what the hell is this but at the same time uh weiss notices this transmission dish
1: you want to tell me what the hell is going on all the relays are the same they point into the middle of the game zone now sooner or later they're going to connect find that up link we can crack the code
0: they're like this is why we're here like We got to jam the network, and Arnold's like,
1: Jam the network. That's right. Jam it up, you ass. This is one of the most awkward jokes that he tries to pull, because they're talking about the uplink and the underground, and then he's running after them saying,
0: Uplinks, underground, uplinks, underground. You guys don't shut up. I'm going to uplink your ass, and you'll be on the ground. Watch out the lights. Oh, boy.
1: (laughs) It's so bad.
0: <laughs> missed that just, one. Please rewrite yeah, that. Yeah, please do. He also threatens once again to uh, strangle Maria.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just grabbing her. And... I could
0: strangle you for the whole audience. So they're attacked by Buzzsaw.
1: Well, they split up. So now we have Maria and White. Oh, they're
0: going after the dish.
1: And Arnold and Yafet are together. And so we get, yeah, we get
0: Buzzsaw. And Yafet takes a hit for Arnold.
1: Yeah, he gets slashed in the gets arm. Gets in the
0: way. Well, looks like it's a little worse than that, when we find out. Arnold uh, figures out a uh, yank the bike out from Buzzsaw. He's playing possum, which gets Arnold really in close, and then they're duking it out, mano a mano, chainsaw versus Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: I did learn, though, that if somebody's got a chainsaw and they are swinging it down at you, like, grab the person's wrists.
0: Yeah, really good move.
1: Yeah, like that's what Arnold does, and I thought, that's... Don't try to catch the chainsaw. Don't try to
0: Yeah, Don't <laughs> grab the, by the blade first.
1: So they're they're yeah they're basically arm wrestling with a chainsaw between them.
0: Here comes our second one-two punch or fifth one-two punch of quips, right? Arnold manages like bend the chainsaw around and get it right up between Buzzsaw's legs.
1: So Buzzsaw first says this really weird line where he's like, in order to set this joke up, oh, he starts. I guess romanticizing his chainsaw he's like this chainsaw is part of who I am and now I'm gonna make it yeah right <laughs> part of you
0: <laughs> that's right so when Arnold gets it up into his ding dong there he's like that's alright you keep it <laughs> or something <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah it doesn't even really work They no yeah. it doesn't
0: work and they even do the thing where Buzzsaw's like screaming in agony and then his voice goes up like four
1: octaves <laughs> right. <laughs> just in case you didn't know where that thing ended up. Uh, uh-huh, by. yeah. <laughs> It'll do it.
0: In the meantime, Weiss and Maria are working on cracking the code. She won't
1: stop saying his name. Yeah, she does say his name they're running around. a bunch of times. Weiss, come on. Weiss! Let's get out of here, Weiss. Weiss! these Weiss. Wise. Like, she's just met this yeah, guy. Yeah, really. She's, they- do- she's doing that thing where... <laughs> you meet somebody and you learn their name, you're supposed to use it a bunch Mm -hmm. so you you don't forget it.
0: Exactly. She wants to make sure she remembers everybody's name. She's not going to have to really remember for that long though, apparently.
1: I don't know. Why why is that?
0: They do it. They crack the code and, and yeah, immediately Weiss gets zapped by a lightning bolt from Dynamo.
1: I liked this code breaking. A lot of times in these movies when somebody has to do some computer hacking, it's really, really boring. And this wasn't especially exciting, but They decided to use some sort of like 3D animation. Oh yeah. Where he's like spinning some sort of molecular object or something and sliding rods in and out of it in order to break the code. Yeah, that
0: looked cool. That was a good graphic.
1: Better than just saying enhance
0: over. Uh, (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So Dynamo is is getting real grabby with Maria and getting real rapey with her, and he's like pushing her down on like a on like a pile of rubble. Really gross and Arnold's trying to distract him by calling him Christmas tree and stuff. Hey, Lighthead! Hey, Christmas tree! He's got a little buggy and he's chasing Arnold and Flight of the Valkyries is playing. Pretty easily, Arnold runs up a steep hill, which causes this guy to flip his little dune buggy over.
1: That's giving it too much credit. It's like a clown car. I mean, it's ridiculous because <laughs> he's huge in this thing. It's got a windshield that's like for his belly button. Yeah, it's it's pretty silly looking. Uh flips him
0: over and Arnold's got a like a some broken piece of metal and decides to spare his life. He does not kill Dynamo.
1: We see the audience react and somebody in the audience just screams out,
0: "Kill him!" Oh yeah, the audience is starting to turn, but uh, Arnold decides he's not gonna uh he's not gonna murder a a defeated opponent, a harmless person at this point, thus proving his higher moral standard.
1: Hey, can we take a quick break? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, yeah, we'll be back after these messages.
0: In the year 2017, an innocent man accused of a crime has a choice hard time or
1: prime time. Sensational. Grand Slam proudly presents the computer version of Schwarzenegger as The Running Man. In this ultimate life and death game, you must fight to survive against four deadly stalkers and arch-villain Killian. Are you brave enough to be The Running Man? Available from Boots, John Menzies, WH Smiths, Virgin, Woolworths, and all good
0: computer stores.
1: So you're saying uh, Arnold's a good dude?
0: Yeah, he proves his morality, and and... Actually, we do get the one-two quip. They just delayed gratification at this point. As they're running away, someone asks them what happened to Buzzsaw.
1: What happened to Buzzsaw? Uh, he had to split. Oh my
0: god! (laughs) They find uh, Yafet, who's bleeding on the ground. He does not make it. That was a bad cut he got, apparently. He makes Arnold promise to uh, see the mission through.
1: Right. Gotta do the uplink thing.
0: And I think he says to Arnold, uh, something about he doesn't want to be the only asshole in heaven,
1: which I thought was (laughs) a great line.
0: (laughs) Surely he will not be. No. They, uh, cut back to the...
1: Well, they don't cut back, right? This is where Dawson does the private Zoom session with Arnold.
0: Oh yeah. Dawson blows in a call directly to Arnold in the game zone with a contract offer.
1: He's got his little makeup napkin around his neck. He's backstage getting touched up, I yep. think. Yeah. Yeah. He says, you're exactly what we want on the show. You could be a stalker.
0: Mm-hmm. You'll get a full pardon. You'll get all this shit.
1: You get a house. Yeah.
0: You get Maria, I guess, is part of the deal, probably.
1: I think that was in uh, the Mars movie. Oh,
0: right, right, right. Yeah. You know, this is this is basically the primer for Total Recall.
1: Yeah. So this was before Total Recall? Yeah.
0: About three years. Okay. But all the right elements are here. Arnold has a great one here about his response to this contract.
1: Yeah, this is like one of my favorite lines by Arnold in any movie. This is a good one.
0: I'll tell you what I think of it. I live to see you eat that contract, but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. Ah!
1: Yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. It's, <laughs> it's so satisfying. Yeah,
0: really is great.
1: Dawson's not Dawson not intimidated though.
0: No, he's not intimidated, but I think he's he's starting to feel the pressure.
1: Yeah, for sure. Three of his he's got to find a new uh, stalker because he just lost three. lost
0: three. Well, I guess he's lost two and a half. So uh, they call in the next guy, who's Fireball, played by Jim Brown, still I think known as one of I guess the greatest NFL players of all time.
1: Yeah, he was a running back. Uh, yeah, I would say he's considered to be one of them, for sure. He retired early and became an activist. Or he was an activist even while he was playing, I guess. No, well, what
0: was what were his issues?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> the treatment of black people in America. I think is <laughs> probably number 1. Yeah. Familiar face. Yeah.
0: His character Fireball, his thing is blowtorches and uh, he's got a big yeah. blowtorch, he's got a big jetpack.
1: It takes a long time to ignite things though. Yeah. Like, at the beginning, he, like, flamethrows some cardboard cutouts for the audience's benefit, like, when they introduce him. hmm And I think this thing is, like, all show. Like, clearly, <laughs> clearly they didn't actually make this, you know, the, the filmmakers didn't make a flamethrower to, like, generate a ton of penetrating heat. They designed something to just, like, throw out a ton of light. yeah. So, yeah. that thing, he has to hold that thing on those cardboard cutouts for, like, a good <laughs> 10 seconds before they catch on fire. Yeah,
0: not the most effective. It's not napalm. No. Coming out of that thing. And uh, they sent him off. He flies off to the, the game zone and Richard Dawson gets up another old to say who who's gonna make the next score. Ask her who she thinks. Yeah. And she says, Ben Richards, who is Arnold's character. And yeah. and you know. Dawson's like, Oh, you can't do that. He's he's a runner. And she's like, I'll I can pick anyone I choose.
1: And I choose Ben Richards. Richards. That boy's one mean motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Always great when you get an old person to swear.
1: I love Agnes. Agnes
0: is awesome. (laughs) And this causes a big stir, and we see across town in the the betting pool, they put Arnold on the board. $200
1: on Richards! Nobody was betting on him, but now, now people want a piece of that action. Big turnaround,
0: huh? So it's down to Arnold and Maria now. They're starting to
1: work together. They're in some kind of
0: building down there. They get split up. Fireball's coming in and Arnold's kind of donkey conging him by rolling some oil barrels at him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, one of those explode, but apparently it doesn't do anything.
1: Fireball's still coming at him. Yeah. So like the last couple kills have been so fast. Yeah. Chewing them up. The fight sequences don't last that long. So they're just Moving the movie along through these, so I thought, wow, they're going to take out Fireball that quick, you know, with just, like, the very first barrel that explodes, but he just comes walking through the fire flame. Like a Terminator. Adding a little bit of, yeah, adding a little bit of terror Mm -hmm. to the situation. Maria and Arnold have separated. She's found a bunch of lockers, and there's, like, two skeletons there. She grabs the dog tags and looks at them, and it's those winners that were supposedly living in Hawaii. S. season's winners, and
0: she turns around and there's fireball he's like no
1: last season's losers
0: and he's he's coming in and then arnold what does he do like pulls one of his one of the fuel tubes on his pack
1: or something i don't know arnold kills fireball <laughs> so somehow Get got
0: our one two here i can't wait for all these to be dropped in our one two here which is how about a light how about a light and then what a hothead
1: I was actually writing the clips down in anticipation, like as I was watching him fight. Oh, what'd you get? They're not very good, but that wasn't the point. I was trying to guess oh, who oh, was really? going to say it. Well, I thought, like, you're fired. Was oh, be man. One of yeah. Them.
0: How could they leave that line around?
1: Or that's hot how you do it. I guess you're hot headed. Ooh. It's just, I, I was really trying to go for the 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 dumbest I could come up with. I feel like there's there's still one waiting down there, but I I can't I couldn't find it.
0: Right, well let us know, let us know if you. Yeah. So, but what did they come up with? What was dig the real they Deep enough. Just... Uh, what a hothead.
1: Oh. <laughs> but then he must have said he can't handle the heat at some point, right? Yeah. No, I think that's you, man. It's all you. Ah, oh, jeez. Got
0: this. So back in the studio, they're like, "All right, we're gonna call in Jesse Ventura out of retirement." Captain mm-hmm. Freedom to Wardrobe. Well,
1: yeah. And we also have the death dance going on.
0: Oh yeah. The dancers come back and they're doing a, a very mm-hmm. emotional funeral dance. Yeah. Where they're it's saying the stalker's names with reverence.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of a lot of somber, a lot of feelings. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I love um Ventura busts into the control room with some crazy get up on and he is not having it
1: right he's got some stupid like costume he's like i don't need this crap yeah look
0: man i don't need this crap and
1: yeah he just wants to fight arnold one-on-one
0: yeah he's like give me the mano mano the code of the gladiators that was a good one i'm not going for any of these tricks this is a sport of death and honor code of the gladiators and and Dawson's like, all right, get the hell out of here. And this now he directly addresses this other character who's been kind of hanging around, who is Dawson's bodyguard, right? Uh, played by Sven Sven Olsen or Sven Thorsen. yeah. And
1: they gave him the same first name as in real life,
0: exactly, because he's
1: he's not really an actor,
0: not really an actor, but he is a stuntman, and he's also Arnold's like best buddy in real life. Yeah, and so he's in almost every one of Arnold's movies. I think so he gets a little a little bit, right. And in this, that's awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. And in this, uh, you know, Dawson's like, "All right, get Ventura out of here." Yeah, and they just kind of look at each other because there's like respect. Uh, you know, Sven's not going to start trying to manhandle him. they go to the same gym. They go to the same gym exactly. The gym buddies, and and crucially, Dawson and his crassness is like, what's the matter? Steroids make you deaf? Yeah. Yeah. Like oof. And son, you know, Sven kind of shrugs his shoulders at Ventura and they they both they both walk out together. Yeah. I'm unclear about this point. Um so they decide that they're gonna make a a digital rendering of Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting. And so that's not really supposed to be Ventura also, right? or is it?
1: Well, I think they they film Ventura like choking some somebody and then they digitally remove that somebody and then put in Arnold. Right,
0: they use some kind of just anybody.
1: They don't want to give Arnold the chance to kill another stalker, so they're going to just do this thing where they're going to they're going to show Jesse Ventura killing Arnold and then that's it. Then they can just go kill Arnold with a ton of people.
0: Right, okay, right. So they they do this Digital mapping thing.
1: Jesse it's like basically says like he he wants to take Arnold on, but whatever, it's not gonna happen. So they decide to do the digital fake, and then we see Arnold and Maria, they go into some building and they get caught.
0: Oh yeah, like a mousetrap springs on them basically.
1: Yeah. We think that it's the cadre or the show, but it turns out it's the underground. Oh yeah. They're called the People's Network. Mick Fleetwood comes out, we see him for the second time and and uh and his buddy Dweezil Zappa. Yep, Dweezil's and there. Mick says, "Mick says I'm surprised you're so easily caught, oh, Mister yeah? Richards." Mick is basically showing that they have some plan to take over. The, they're gonna, they, you know, Arnold and Maria have the code. The yeah, so they can take over the
0: satellite and the whole transmission.
1: Transmit their whatever their manifesto. And Maria says, "I I got something better for you. I've got the original unedited." video from the massacre at Bakersfield.
0: Yeah, and there's definitely like a little, some looks are thrown around about like, where was she hiding this thing? Where did you hide that? It's none of your business. (music) Plus, Arnold finds a cigar. Right away. Where's he
1: nobody asks him? Where's he's he hiding, hiding that? those things? Once again. <laughs> these guys are a lot alike. Nobody ever wants, wants one of his. He's always offering them. Yeah. The, everyone, <laughs> you want any cigars? No, no, no. <laughs>
0: they kind of wrinkle their nose. Yeah, it's all yeah. yours, buddy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is when we cut back to the the final battle between Ventura and the digitally mapped stunt double.
1: When we're in the underground, right, they're yeah. watching the, the real broadcast, and that's when they see themselves get killed.
0: Ventura picks up the Maria double and ragdolls her into some razor wire, basically. Really? Yeah, that looked, oof, looked unpleasant. Very unpleasant looking. And and you get a good mano a mano wrestling match. And eventually, uh, Ventura gets the better of, of Arnold and gets him on like a spike wall. Yeah. There's like a one coming through his head, kind of. Mm-hmm. Real gruesome. Back in the resistance, they're ready to go. It's go time.
1: Arnold says he's going to lead Dweezel and those troops down to the station. What's Maria going to do? Is she just going to come with? There was some sort of plan. Yeah, she's got to do something, too. They're storming the castle. They're storming the castle. And
0: they're getting ready to uh, send the transmission. This is when we get that uh, Mick saying... Uh, Mr. Spock, you have the con to his, his other transmission buddy. And the guy's like, who's Mr. Spock? And Mick rolls his eyes. Mm-hmm. Mick, who also was in Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> You beat me oh! to it. Oh! <laughs> hey, that is the... I didn't realize that is the second Star Trek guy in this. Yeah. It's Mick Fleetwood. I feel like we, we always have at least, at least two.
1: A fish person, right? Yeah. No lines. No lines. Couldn't even see his face. Just a really tall fish guy. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it is great.
0: Um, as they're uh, about to storm the studio, the hackers take over the transmission and they show the actual video of Ben Richards refusing to be a mass murderer. Uh, rebels. Oh yeah, the rebels storm the booth. See, this is what's confusing. Since they jam the signal, I think that they're transmitting it from their secret lair. The Rebels, but Dweezel and Marina take over the control booth.
1: Oh, right, that was the sp- that's why they split up.
0: Yeah, Dweezel gets one line, which is...
1: Right. Don't and, touch um, that So guy. it's like, oh,
0: wait, are they using the tape in the control room to transmit it? Or are they transmitting it from the game zone? I don't know. I don't know. It's unimportant. Know.
1: It is, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It is unimportant.
0: But you got to hold the control room. You got to take over the whole studio. Arnold shows up saying it's showtime, and they start having a full-on firefight inside the studio with the live studio audience. Right. Very dangerous.
1: Yeah. Arnold often gets himself in these situations where Mm. he's just endangering crowds of people. Totally. But they scream. uh, I know when we were talking about, well, other movies in the past, but in particular, Soylent Green... Oftentimes I'm bewildered by why a crowd just stands around and watches people shoot each other uh-huh. but in this in this film, they all start screaming and rushing towards the exits.
0: People are going ape shit, like falling over each other too <laughs> which was to nice get, to get the see. hell out. That was great. as this is all going on, Maria is running or you know she's in the studio hallways again, and who did she come across? lightbulb head Yeah, diaper, dynamo.
1: <laughs> diaper dynamo no pants <laughs> i think he was wearing his pants
0: and then he drops him
1: well then she made some reference about
0: and being a dickless moron with a battery yeah, up right. his ass
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and so then like he then all of a sudden the man that guy gets his pants off quick really then quick. he's just standing in his giant underwear
0: he's getting real rapey again
1: yeah now he's on top of her does Ar- arnold save her or no i think she she saves
0: herself i think she pulls the sprinkler system or something right
1: yeah so he he gets himself electrocuted
0: <laughs> miraculously she is not electrocuted by the contact but yeah we didn't even get equipped from her about his death
1: right i guess he's all wet yeah. <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> real zinger know. there yeah. <laughs> arnold and the resistance forces fully taken over the studio at this point and uh i like dawson like is immediately trying to make a deal he's like look hey you look pissed ben you know he has this great little monologue about television culture and media control and giving the people what they want
1: for christ's sake ben don't you understand americans love television they wean their kids on it listen they love game shows they love wrestling they love sports violence so what do we do? We give them what they want. You know, it kind of lays out the underlying premise of the whole movie. All the while Ben is strapping yeah. Dawson into one of these rocket bobsleds.
0: Yeah, putting him into the cart. And then uh, Sven sh- shows up. And Dawson looks relieved. He gets a grin on his face. He's like, all right, this my, my bodyguard is going to take out Arnold. Yeah. And he's like, come on, get him and arnold and sven are just looking at each other and i think sven says like sorry must be the steroids or something referring to his previous insult that dawson gave him he walks away this is
1: actually a nice bit of like i don't know if this is because these two guys are buds or whatever but like arnold does a nice bit of acting with like being a little bit unsure Mm -hmm. like he's he's sizing up sven what's sven gonna do yeah a little bit of wordless acting there yeah this is nonverbal communications going on and you can see Arnold's face totally change, and he's like, now he knows that Sven's not a threat. Yep. And Sven turns his back and, you know, walks off, leaving Arnold to do what he wants with Dawson.
0: Yeah, that was cool.
1: While they're having this last exchange, hmm. Arnold is turning up the volume on the cart. Like, you, There's like a pressure gauge, and he's oh, got some is knob. Oh, is that
0: how it goes? Okay, I couldn't figure it out.
1: Yeah, he's upping the pressure. On Aha. Puts the needle in the red.
0: There you go. And he uh, he gets one last one in on Dawson, in response to him, which is, uh, "I don't do requests." You know, to find out why he says that, I forget.
1: But (laughs) why? why Um, (laughs) it's probably just Dawson. Just says, "Hey, don't don't do this."
0: Yeah, you don't have. uh, Please don't do this. (laughs) Please don't do this. (laughs) Please don't murder me. (laughs) But Arnold does not do requests. You bastard! Drop dead. I don't do requests. And uh, pulls the trigger. Yep. Dawson's going through the shoot. We get the full sequence again.
1: Yeah, extra fast.
0: Extra fast this time.
1: They got the scotch tape on Dawson's face, pulling it back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so looks like he's going super fast.
0: So, but this time when the cage shoots out of the, the flue, no braking thrusters, no net. Mm-hmm. And he goes straight into... The hits the spot, Cadre Cola sign. Well, that hit the spot. And and blows up big. Yeah. So there must have been a bunch of gas cans on that thing also. Audience goes wild. They love it. Greatest night of their life. Do, do, they, <laughs>
1: do they Do yeah, they the Yeah, everyone reaction? everyone
0: stands up and cheers. Really? <laughs> yeah. For oh, that is thing. it like
1: the, out, the like the outdoor slum audience or
0: Yeah, I think everybody, I think everyone's just into the drama.
1: Wow. <laughs> They're just
0: being entertained. You know? Jesus. Yeah. I
1: mean, imagine not just standing and totally confused. Yeah. I mean, this.
0: what are you going to give him next week? <laughs> I
1: don't know how you're going to
0: top it. Huh. People's network has a tall order on their hands. Yeah. And then uh, Maria comes out of this kind of like pink love canal on stage and uh, big kiss. We
1: get some real eighties love song mm-hmm. music that I definitely wanna the the lyrics Ooh, yeah. are so so inappropriate for no the No more lonely nights <laughs> like <laughs> like this is like a world changing moment revealing the truth of this horrible structured society. You've killed people. Uh-huh. Now they but now they can go home and they don't have to they, we don't even know that they like each other. They barely seem to like each other moments ago. <laughs>
0: also, he and then he,
1: uh, yeah, the puts very his, last
0: puts his big hand on her neck again yeah. as they're walking away. So, Ooh.
1: yeah, Jesus Christ, Good Lord, take some time off. And that is the end of the movie. Yeah.
0: This is no game.
1: Ryan, do you like this movie?
0: I do. I do still enjoy this movie. It felt weird. Uh, I I don't think it particularly ages well. Not as well as, say, Total Recall. Hmm. Or even other things of that ilk. I forget what else we've seen from around this era. Like, overall, very enjoyable action movie. It's just cotton candy. Uh, And I think that's all that it's intended to be, even though there is this pretty cool underlying social critique going on. And I I enjoy that as well. I love Richard Dawson in this movie more than anything. Uh, It's worth it to watch it just for his performance. It's fantastic. There is a lot of, of course, really, really retrograde outmoded sexism, more than I feel like we've seen in, in some other movies we've watched from older eras. It's really pronounced in this. Yeah. A lot of like the kind of toxic masculinity that one would expect, I suppose. But if you can look past that, it's a really fun romp. Is it a science fiction movie?
1: Kind of not. Not really. Yeah. Why why did we think this was even a science fiction movie? I guess because once again, we got
0: duped into just because it takes place in a dystopian future. Right. That makes it science fiction. But actually, this is our
1: past. Like, is there a genre for if a movie takes place in the future, does it have to be science fiction?
0: I feel like they call them like sci-fi adventure, but it's not really sci-fi, except for the aforementioned things. We see some, you know, guesses at some technology that would be around in said Mm. future from 1987. And we get uh, just a harsher, more harsh dystopian future from a 1987 perspective, that we essentially live in right now, for yeah. the most part. Um, it's just a little more actual, you know, immoral violence for right. entertainment.
1: They were trying to imagine what maybe computer technology was going to be. Uh-huh. and So that could be science-y, I guess. But the rest of the imagining is just all about society and that its evolution.
0: As a fun, like popcorn-chopping, drink some beers movie and have some yucks very enjoyable. Well, now
1: I'm totally disappointed now that I've realized it's not a science fiction film. <laughs> what do you think? Well, yeah, I like the I guess I like I like the idea of the movie more than the, the actual movie. I assumed that this was a Paul Verhoeven movie.
0: Um, oh yeah. Uh-huh. It
1: totally feels like one, especially with like the advertise, you know, the advertising has all the elements. Yeah, just so much about it seems like a Paul Verhoeven movie. And I like that, the idea of it. Um, you know, I kind of go back and forth on whether or not I like the fact that the action sequences were so quick because I don't love having to just watch endless violence and action that you just know, you know the outcome before you started watching sure. it. Sure, right? you know? it's
0: pretty base.
1: So, like, it's that's kind of nice, but I feel like the characters, like the chasers or whatever they're called. Stalkers? I feel like they're so uninventive. they're they're not very well developed at all like it's like it's like when you look at i don't know like a comic book and you realize how many of the stable of of action heroes in you know dc comics or something you realize how many of them are really really stupid oh yeah incredibly stupid i feel like that's like what this is somebody who has grew up in the world of like marvel and dc and thought well this is good enough like this could be (laughs) in dc or marvel so sure it's fine yeah there wasn't it didn't feel like there was a ton of effort put into making those characters really great, well, I
0: think that's a good point I think it is I don't think it's intended to be more than a corny pulp comic,
1: yeah, but uh. you can have a corny pulp comic that's better than this, oh yeah, for sure, but oh i don't I'll, I would say yeah I would say as far as our escape pod rating goes yes. i would I would give it I'd probably give it one or two. Escape pods. I concur. Cause one and the, a half, sure,
0: one and a half escape pods. Cause it was, uh, it was an enjoyable watch. Yeah. And I just there was cringy stuff that I wanted to get away from, but uh.
1: Yeah. And it could have been better.
0: Yeah, could have been better. Well, I reckon we uh, it's time to figure out what we're gonna view for next
1: episode. All right, some. Buck Rogers action. This is a story about a NASA astronaut frozen in space. That's right. Avoiding a nuclear war and being reawoken in the 25th century?
0: The 25th century. That is right. Yeah. I was a huge fan of this television program as a child. Me too. There's lots of weird shit. There's the little stuttering robot.
1: Twiggy? Twiggy. Tweaky?
0: Twiggy? Twiggy? And he has, like, the other robot that he wears on his chest.
1: Oh, right. The real arrogant. Yeah, the doctor. The spaceships. I had, I had a couple of the toys. The spaceships are They're cool. They're
0: super cool. And I think it's going to be really uh, pretty corny. And that excites yeah. me also. Right. Okay, well, that'll
1: be next time here in the Escape Pod. All right. The pilot episode, too, so we'll, we'll know what's going on. Yeah, right, we're going to get the full dirt. Thanks,
0: y'all, for tuning in. Please hit subscribe. Please hit five stars. Please share the show with a friend and tell them how witty we are. And if you don't feel like that's true, you can lie. Maybe they'll think it's true. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at Pod or, or whatever it's called. I do mm-hmm. this every time.
1: That's right. And you can email us at sci-fi escape pod at gmail.com. That's right. You can Twitter us at sci-fi escape pod. We have a Twitter? And we're also yeah. Whoa. We did for
0: sci-fi underscore escape pod on the Instagrams.
1: Ah, oh, it's terrible. And I know. But it's what it is. And um, we are also. How about in the future we just say, like, you can find us on planet Earth's global communication network known as the internet. There you go. Then we don't have to say any of that other stuff. There you go. You said it. You said it. We are
0: the Escape Pod with an exclamation point. Tell your friends our theme song is by Golden Boots. We'll see you right here next time.
1: Every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. Bye, Ryan. Bye, Nathan. Until then. Go back to sleep.